All right, we're live. Hey. Yo. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. <laughs> it's been a little bit of a busy week, as uh, it usually is. But, right. You know. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, John's got COVID, so he's not joining us. Yeah, he's uh, not feeling good. So, uh, well wishes to him. I think this is this yeah. the first time he got it. Uh, I think so. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I still I haven't got bit, it. Knock on wood. I feel a little bit bad to say that. Like I don't generally talk to people about their illnesses, but this is the first time I've heard. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, usually when he like calls in sick, he usually kind of says what's going on. I think he got COVID from That's Reese true. was the thing, right? So. Yeah. Last week he was under the weather, but he didn't. He wasn't testing positive yet. Right. And yeah, everyone and in the it, chat is confirming what it was. And yeah, it wasn't bad yet last week either. I, like not yeah. terrible or anything. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see him again next week, and he recovers soon. But uh, what's up with yeah. you? How was your Halloween? Uh it was okay. We we didn't do anything too noteworthy. I mean, we played. I played a video game that we'll talk about later uh, that we okay. both played. Unique. And um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to look for more like Halloween horror things to watch that are kind of new. And a lot of the stuff that came out this year has been kind of bad and not or not out for horror stuff or I've seen it already. So okay. I just kind of just chilled that night, really. Yeah, I went out to to a few Halloween events so I could show off the hot dog suit. Sure, uh, makes it, sense. it was a hit. Like, I got so many compliments on the hot dog suits so that was pretty great. <laughs> I was trying to th th think what costumes I saw a lot of from. You know, I was at bars. I, I went uh, to the neighborhood that always get goes crazy with uh, decorations, so I saw like a whole range of ages. <clears throat> mm -hmm. A lot of fairies this year. Oh. Why? Um, like, I, oh, okay. I don't know. I was wondering I if there was a specific fairy that they all dress as or something. No, just like girls that have fairy wings. That's their costume. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that a few years. That, sure. Pretty general um, costume. I, yeah. I didn't like ask anyone, are you a specific fairy or anything? And I couldn't think of anything in the media where it's been like, oh, there's a big resurgence in, in fairies, blah, blah, blah. So not right. So, um, but yeah, just a lot of fairies. Um, I did see a, a couple of people dressed up as uh, characters from everything everywhere all at once. That was cool. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. So I saw Kim possible. I saw Wanda okay. and Cosmo from fairly odd parents. A lot of Pikachus. Any video game related stuff like specifically. I, well, I mean like Pikachus there. There yeah, was at one of the bars I went to, there was two groups that did like uh, group costumes and one of them were was X-Men. That was okay. pretty cool. The other one Me. was Mario characters. Um sure. those were pretty good and some of they, there was some kind of interesting choices like piranha plant and okay. boo. Um so those so that was pretty cool. Ken saw Ken a few times. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly assumed I would see more Ken than I did, I, but I only saw it maybe two or three times. Yeah, with Barbies, I'm assuming. 
Um, or not I don't really? think so. I like I did not see a lot of Barbie. Interesting. I thought that would be kind of the hot thing this year. I would have. Yeah, I would have assumed so as well. Maybe because she doesn't really have like an outfit as much as it's just like, are you wearing pink? pink. I guess you can yeah. be Barbie. Um, I guess everybody dressed up as Barbie to go see the movie, so they didn't have to maybe, for Halloween. Yeah. Also, yeah. like Ken steals every scene he's in in that movie. Like Ryan oh, Gosling definitely. is hilarious. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's my favorite part of that movie for sure. The Ken fight scene, so good, man, so good. Uh, when he shouts "Sublime," hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh, that's pretty good too because I saw like the somebody posted like the outtakes or bloopers or whatever for that, and there was just a bunch of them him just like ad libbing, but "Sublime" is what they went with in the end. Uh, yeah which i understand I he funny. just came up with as well like it yeah. wasn't totally written he just came like was just you know vibing with some stuff and that's the one they liked the most apparently that scene was just like he just has to like come up with something or whatever so they there's a few different takes of like how that scene could have played out Sublime's very good though i see why Sublime, they yeah it. that is a very fun one for sure yeah but yeah so that, w- that was my halloween um and then other cool news for me is this during the day today I I booked my next trip, my next like big trip because I don't really count going home for Christmas. No, a trip yeah, to, yeah. even though even though it is an international trip for me, it, it doesn't count. Um, sure, I'm going. I got a I got two one way tickets. I'm going mm-hmm. to Madrid, Spain, and I'm flying okay. home from Rome, Italy. Entire flight and flight t- entire trip, four hundred and fifty bucks. That is very cheap. Yep. I thought the Ireland was cheap. This just blew that out of the water. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, That sounds fun. So I'm excited. That's going to be at the like halfway through January. So it's not going to be like Mm. the craziest hot weather, but it'll be fine. Um, Yeah, that's probably why the tickets are also this cheap. And I'm going (laughs) to try and because I need to, you know, I need to cross the water to get over to to Italy. Pop the planet. I want a pit stop in africa so i can say i've been to that continent because it's right there sure go to like morocco or something yeah have like have lunch or something and then go back yeah well i'd probably spend like a night or two doing stuff over there but i'm so i'm gonna try and do that as well but yeah i'm pretty (laughs) excited so if anyone listening has you know recommendations for madrid or rome specifically send them my way please nice cool um Bless to the podcast. We got a bunch of games to talk about. Top down perspective yeah. for November second. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And let's st- let's start with the big one. Let's talk about Alan Wake Two because now yeah, we have both played it. I so when I was playing it the whole time, I'm thinking, I wonder how Sean is faring because this is fucked up. <laughs> Some of the stuff that they put you through is kind of fucked up. <laughs> You're you're definitely a lot farther than I am. Let me kind of say where I am so you know, oh, and so that you don't okay. spoil anything. Okay. Um, I am five hours into the game, a little over five hours. So I'm basically at the second saga part. I just finished Coffee World. Okay, I'm not that much further ahead. I'm maybe like two okay. hours ahead at if. But I, I'm assuming you've played. Because after the Alan Wake stuff and where it's like, hey, you can go back and forth now. I haven't gone to Alan Wake, which I understand has like segment of the year. Okay, if people are saying that, 
yes, I did that last night, and it is don't, probably don't say one anything. of the same. I don't know anything about it other than everyone is losing their mind over this 15-minute chunk. I think it was a little longer than 15 minutes, but yes, it's very good. That whole section is very, very good. I loved cool. it. It was, yeah, fantastic. Um, okay, so I'm not that much further ahead of you. So we can, besides that, like, we can o- talk pretty openly. Did you finish the Coffee World part, I should say, actually? Yeah, like, I finished it, and I'm like, I'm on my way to, like, a lighthouse or something, but there was a save point there, and that's when I stopped. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, like, the world has kind of opened it back up a little bit. Oh, wait. Did you do anything with a float? With a float? No. Like a parade float? Okay. Okay. I, yeah, maybe I am about four hours ahead of you then. Um, okay. Okay. That game, like, I'll say again, some of the situations they put you through as a player are fucking creepy, and I don't yeah. know if I like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sorry to, to answer your kind of initial question. It is, it is scary, which I think is, which is slowing me down because every time I'll get to a save point, it's like, okay, how much more have I played? Oh, it's been 15 minutes. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Um, like I'm I'm wishing I I'm going through it faster, but like I mentioned before, I have it on story difficulty. So combat is pretty much a joke. Like I don't need to do anything other than the pistol. (laughs) Because everything that, dies pretty quick. That could be kind of nice because, I mean, you've probably run into them. The uh, the fast-moving guys, the ones that, like, zip around. I feel like that's most of them. Like, they all zip around. But, like, literally there are ones that are, like, the flash and they'll, like, zip right past you if you're aiming at them and then throw shit at you behind you and stuff. Like, they're just annoying. Okay. Yeah, they're, maybe, I guess, sure. Maybe it's not that big of a deal because you kill them before they can zip around really Maybe quickly. Maybe that's it. Yeah, like as soon as I see yeah. someone, I shine the flashlight on them. If they, if they take more than two shots, it's because I'm aiming poorly. Okay. Yeah, because you're right. A lot of them will like kind of stumble towards you or run towards you and then they'll like kind of be right up in your face. They'll like almost teleport the last little bit. Yeah. There are literally ones that are like the flash zip around the stage and like are just the most annoying thing. Yeah, so I think I got some of that. I think when you start Saga's second part and you're entering the woods, there's you meet someone one or zipping two of around. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're the worst thing in this game by far. I fucking hate them. And it them alone makes me kind of just be like, I just want to shoot you once and be done with you because you're just annoying. Like, that's not hey, even play scary. The, play story difficulty, man. <laughs> yeah. I might I might also open up a web page where like all the stuff is but I will okay. say at some point you do find like intel and that'll mark on your map where like cult stashes are and that's helped yep. a lot for me oh yeah because I I spent way too much time in the first couple areas just looking around everywhere just like mashing my face against every wall seeing if I could find something and it's kind of annoying so I'm glad that they kind of mark it for you later on yeah, if they didn't do that, I would not be searching as much because I don't like being yeah. in these environments. Oh, <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> especially especially Alan's sections where I'm like, yeah. is this guy going to attack me? Okay, no, he seems like he's just going to like hang out there, but I really don't want to turn my back on him because some of these guys just decide to attack me later. Like, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about that part because I found that part pretty interesting. There's just like... So, Alan, for people, I guess, who don't know or aren't initiated, Alan Wake is in a place called The Dark Place, um, and it's basically just, like, a shadow world version of, like, his memories in the real world or whatever. Uh, 
so like the play the first place you play with him is kind of just in a city in new york and you're through like a bunch of tunnels and shit like the subway tunnels and the streets um the thing that's creepy though is that there's like memories of people just lingering around shadows of people lingering around and for the most part all of those shadows will acknowledge you when you're close enough they'll look at you and some will even start walking towards you but a lot of them are like completely benign they'll do nothing they're just there to like freak you out but every now and then one of those shadows is an enemy that'll just start like wailing on you yeah (laughs) and it's the worst it made me so paranoid (laughs) it is yeah because like i'm looking at someone i'm like okay like are we cool like what's and i'll be like looking at them like okay no you are like you're doing like an aggressive walk towards me i am and then then it's nothing (laughs) like it's it is definitely hard and i mean i'm sure they're doing that on purpose to keep you on edge the whole time and that's annoying um so like i'm not finding it as scary as as i as i would have thought or or you're probably thinking i am keeping the volume kind of low um which definitely helps with the like jump scare just like random scream stuff which is annoying and i a friend of mine was telling me i'm about to hit like a pretty rough patch of that with saga so we'll see how that goes um Eh, it's not that bad i would say I wouldn't say it's that bad what you're coming. But um, you everybody does like the first initial jump scare part in the like diner in the woods or whatever the uh, store, the gift shop. Like it's roughly the same kind of atmosphere. So it's fine. I, l- luckily, I had seen that part. They had shown that part off at Summer Game Fest. So I knew what was about to happen in uh, that like the it wasn't a gift shop. It was. Um, yeah, was I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like a convenience store, or you something. know, where you like get the yeah convenience store. It's where you get the shotgun. Yes, um, that's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I knew that was coming. Luckily, um, yeah. And luckily, that guy died in like three hits. So, <laughs> so sure. that's good yeah. with that. Um, yeah, because I don't really care too much about the combat. Um, I am here because I just love, like, the vibes. It is such a remedy game. They are like firing yeah. on all cylinders. There's so much like woven in with like other remedy properties and I'm I'm devouring yeah. that. I love that. All the FBC like anytime you come up to like a station where the FBC obviously was like doing tests or whatever or the nursery rhymes or any of that stuff. It's very yeah like they definitely built a universe that connects their stuff and it's so cool to be just in it again basically. Yeah and they're and they're going so hard in it like if you're a fan of the remedy connected universe you're you're gonna love this because they are this seems like it's like they made this game for those people and then they made it scary which turns me off a bit but um other than that (laughs) it's like this is exactly what i would have wanted from from more remedy stuff and i'm glad that they were able to do that um and and i'm glad people are receiving it so well the review scores are are super high for it um it also looks gorgeous it does it looks very good yeah uh, to the point where I'm annoyed there's no photo. I like photo modes. Uh, okay. There's no photo mode in this. And I think it would have I would have benefited from one because okay. I think it looks okay. very cool in some spots. Yeah, it, it looks it looks really great, especially everything with like Saga. She looks so good. The loads in and out of the mine place and the writer's room are so fast. They're good. Yeah, they're very yeah, good. Really nice. Um, yeah, I just think it is such a great looking game i think digital founder was saying it is like one of the best looking games i was looking at their kind of comparison between the console versions um yeah and that's not even touching the like pc version which is blowing the consoles out of the water 
Yeah, that PC version scared me off a little bit, though, because the what they, like, recommend people have is really fucking beefy. And I, like, after... I also watched maybe the same video or a similar one, because they did a couple on the game. Yeah. Um, what I realized was, oh, the reason why this is the minimum is because low settings look incredible still. Like, this isn't yeah. one of the games where it's going to look like shit on low. It looks very good. Even so on what low. are you playing it on? I'm playing it on PS5 because I was worried okay. that uh, I would have hitching issues and it would ruin the atmosphere for me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, the console yeah. versions look great. Uh, the, the FMV is awesome. I love that. Uh, yeah. What do you yeah. what do you think of the, the whole first kind of Alan Wake section is basically just Max Payne. It's so Max Payne. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Um, I think the thing that really stood out to me is it really kind of feels like you're playing two different games when you switch between them. And I think a lot of that is just due to kind of what you're like, you can tell Saga's stuff is definitely more grounded and like in the real world or a real world type of thing or whatever. And like her mind place and everything all kind of like mirrors that as well, where you are there's it's silly but like you're getting gun upgrades even though they're from a magazine like they're still kind of silly video gamey things but you're getting gun upgrades you're literally just doing have the giant case board where you're kind of putting stuff together because you're a detective you're an fbi agent um and then on the opposite side alan wakes is very ethereal dreamlike creepy or whatever so his mind place is literally just like you're taking different ways that this scene that you have collected can go like in the story and you're kind of rewriting that same thing and like yeah. i don't know the way that they've kind of built it out where smartly they have they could have the same like let's just say a section of like a subway tunnel and that section could actually be three or four different levels just by putting that different like variant on it to make you go through it again like to open everything up about it is just super stuff smart like that it's yeah. cool and yeah, the loads are super fast. Like, yeah. um, you know, I was hearing a lot of people kind of mention like this kind of really feels like a like a modern day video, uh, console game with kind of how fast they're able to do stuff. We, we mentioned going into the mind place, going into the writer's room back and forth. And yeah, I think it does. And and the visuals, I think it really does feel like kind of one of the most like you know, advanced games we've seen in a bit. Yeah, which is pretty nice because I feel like we often don't talk about remedy games in that way yeah so like i feel like a lot of people kind of don't you know it's not they're not the most popular games and they're never going to be call of duty or assassin's creeds or whatever but they might get you know, there they, they do some really <laughs> cool stuff for sure yeah and yeah. i mean they're working on that control uh multiplayer game so we'll see how that goes yeah yeah no but yeah i'm i am loving so this cool. game it is so good it's exactly what i wanted caveat yeah. i wish it wasn't as scary <laughs> Yeah, it, it's been interesting seeing Remedy really go hard into the horror. Like, arguably, I guess the Alan Wake games could have been survival horror-esque, but they definitely didn't go deep into that. It was kind of like a surface level, this is creepy sort of thing, not like kind of horrific what's going on. I, well, so this I is like what it. Alan Wake, the first one, was supposed to be. Yeah, and it was, like I this was, level. I, yeah, like... um. I was I was reading an article kind of pointing out what the like original pitch stuff uh, and what was showing off with Alan Wake was supposed to, it was supposed to be like a horror game like this. But if you remember, Alan Wake took 10 years to come out. 
That's right. And just during that time, it kind of just got like watered down or for one reason or another flattened out into more of an action shooter game. Um, Sure. um, So I'm assuming development was just messy or maybe, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it didn't didn't make sense to do it that way. So it really seems like with the it, it seems like control really opened the door for Remedy. Right. And it allowed them to kind of like really like we want to make the game we've like always wanted. And I, it, you can just see there's so much heart in there. Sam Lake's character is in there all the time doing the Max Payne face yeah. <laughs> like right to the camera. The the He's goofy so FMV commercials like it just feels like such a special, very specific game. I, I love the Coscola Brothers uh, commercials. They're so stupid and great. I love them so much. Yeah, no, they're they're yeah, there's yeah, they're very weird. Or when Saga and Casey will like drink coffee at the same time, like it's right out of Twin Peaks. Yep. Yeah, I thought the same thing. They're just both looking at the board. They both like take a sip at the same time. Oh, mm-hmm. it just makes my heart happy. It's just very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't like the jump scare stuff. So the way I'm playing it is at my computer, uh, because my PlayStation's hooked up to my monitor or whatever. And I have head like my earbuds in. So it is very loud to me. And every now and then Mr. Scratch will just be like Argh! or whatever, yep. like out of nowhere. And it's infuriating. <laughs> I've actually refused uh, to play it with headphones because I know it'll just be like too creepy. Um, yeah. Because there's a few times, you know, during the week where it's like, OK, during these hours, it makes more sense if I'm playing with headphones just based on kind of like who who's home, who's who's doing stuff right now versus yeah. with the speakers. And it's just like if it's a headphone one, I'm not I'm not even going to play Alan Wake. I don't need to, like, okay. isolate myself into this. Um, <laughs> it has subtitles. Sure. So, like, I, I'm, it's not like I can't hear what's going on, but it just kind of like makes everything manageable for me if i can't hear like every little whisper because there's a bunch of creepy stuff in the woods yep doing shit to me and it's like i don't this is stressful enough as it is there's a lot of just like ambient terrifying noises that just happen like as part of the soundtrack when you're in certain spots too yeah and you know leading up to the launch of it i kept wanting there to be more accessibility things i'm i'm surprised how little accessibility stuff there actually is in there I think mm. the one thing you can do is like toggle move forward to just a button press or something or just like you oh. press forward once and then it'll go forward. I do really wish there was more accessibility. Um, my, like my, my the friend that was kind of warning me about this jump scare heavy section was like I was at the point where I just kind of wanted to turn those off. Jump scares. Yeah. And I can almost see it because th- that's those specific like ones that are just like someone screaming at you with like static noise. They're not doing much other than just trying to catch you off guard like yeah. we already know wherever i am at the moment it's fucked up we know this woods it's fucked up it's full of crazy people full of shadows if i'm alan yeah. wake literally everything is messed up here i already know that what is this jump scare doing yeah so i noticed that a thing that they do do with it is that it's a temporary like it's a one second or like couple frame transition so that like the jump scare will happen because it takes up your whole screen and then when it goes back something had changed in the environment or whatever they have used oh have they it in a few ways i don't know if you've gotten to certain parts that that so i'm kind of talking around it but there are parts where a screamer thing happened and then like 
the world was slightly changed or like now there is a light on that wasn't on before. Just little stuff like that, that maybe they meant to hide like a thing popping up to make it look cleaner in some way. But like it doesn't need to scream at me. (laughs) Yeah. As you were saying that, I don't think I've noticed that. Um, But that almost says to me, like, can I at least turn the sound part of that down? Because like, sure. Yeah, I'm still fine with you hiding the 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 pop in or whatever but like the only thing the scream is doing is just making me unsettled and i'm i'm unsettled enough yeah the atmosphere the whole time is incredibly tense (laughs) it really is uh i really really love it but also like the other night i was like i'm just gonna play counter-strike for a bit like i can't before i get into ellen wake like i had a long day at work i just want to relax a little bit before i'm back on the clock heart wise <laughs> yeah no i get it for sure so i'm i'm just kind of muscling my way through it just because of for my love of the universe um which is why i'm glad that the combat is kind of non-existent for me because i can just kind of get through the game faster yeah um, and i don't have to worry about things stalking me or the possibility of even losing and having to repeat stuff um because that would just keep sure. me in there longer which i don't really want to do Oh, okay. I do have a few things that were kind of shitty um, that I've experienced. So what are you playing it on just first? Xbox, right? Series X. Yeah. So maybe you don't have this. I uh, When I get to the end of a chapter, like, you know how it goes to kind of like a just chill music or something with like some ambient mesmerizing thing on the screen. Yeah. Um. So one problem I have is that it doesn't checkpoint there all the time oh, okay. so yeah if i turn my console off or if i suspend it which will be have another issue in a moment um and i go back into it or whatever or something happens where i have to reload it'll reload the save that happened maybe like i don't know five minutes before the like cutoff point there when i just think you should be reloading me just into the next chapter or the next part at this point or yeah uh so that was weird to me uh, one solution also I've heard for that one specifically is you can, mm-hmm. if you go, if you pause it and hit load game, it'll tell you when it last saved. So yeah, you can kind of double, yeah, yeah. you can check stuff before you like stop playing or whatever. So, and like the weird thing kind of is too, is that if you like exit out of that intermission screen of sorts and go into the next part, that's usually where the save happens, where it's like, you should have just put this in like the previous screen, but whatever, it's not that big of a deal. So maybe like, for people playing at home or whatever, if you get to the end of the chapter, just push X or whatever to like load into the next chapter. And then it's kind of safe to turn off. Cause that's kind of where it seems to auto save is the beginning I, of a chapter. Not well, the end that, of one. That makes sense to me because like if you stopped your console there, um, and then reloaded it, it'd be, it would almost just be kind of awkward if it loaded into that song as opposed to loading the beginning of the next chapter. Yeah, no, what I mean is that when that song's happening, I wish it was just doing the autosave for, like, the next chapter, the beginning of the next chapter or whatever. Not, like, at that song. Not at the cut. Like, I wish it just did the autosave there instead of forcing you to kind of accept that that chapter's over. It's weird. Um, The reason why it was really weird to me is because this happened yesterday where I was like, okay, gonna play some Alan Wake, let's go. Oh, I have to do the end of this boss fight again. That's weird. (laughs) oh weird okay 
yeah, so it, it, it is what it is. Uh, the other thing is that on PS5 specifically, I noticed that when I come back to the game and, like, take it out of, like, its suspended state, it runs like fucking garbage. It is terrible. It works itself Weird. out eventually a little bit, but I've had it completely break the game and I had to reload into it so that it would play normally. So maybe if you're playing on PS5, just note that like if you put in like suspended mode or whatever and then go back to it and it's running shitty, you're going to have to just load the game back up. And usually it's pretty close to where you probably suspended it anyway. I haven't had that on the Xbox and I'm kind of surprised to hear that because like Digital Foundry didn't mention that either and you think they would have. Yeah, it was comparing them. It yeah, it's happened a few times and it's weird. Like, I don't know. I also had a lot of problems with Spider-Man on the PS5. So I'm just wondering oh, if uh, my PS5 is haunted. That's yeah, maybe your PS5 just sucks or something. Because, yeah, I didn't have that yeah. with Spider-Man either. Yeah, it, weird. Uh, another thing is that I read, I think maybe it was a tweet or somebody something. Somebody had written, like, one of those not FAQs, but like where somebody asks a question and then the like writers responding to it. And one of the questions was, do I need to play Alan Wake before playing Alan Wake 2? And they're like, no, you can just jump in. Um, I'm going to just tell you all right now, you would be better off just like watching a catch up video or something because you are not going to know what the fuck is going on if you don't have any prior knowledge to this universe, I think. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. To, to be fair, PR people are always going to say, no, you can just jump in because they want you to play the new game that they've just spent like three years no, this working is, on. This is like IGN or something like this was a gaming site thing. So I was like, that seems weird, but they probably I did hear um, that IGN and Remedy kind of teamed up to do a 12 minute recap video that goes through kind of everything you should know. And Remedy was a part of it. So they'll they'll really touch on the things you, that you'll want to hear about. Um, right to okay. kind of get you ready so, so i didn't watch it myself but I, I was hearing someone else talk about that so maybe look that one up it, and i think that's good that you should uh, i almost want to do that because the, you know the whole concept of alan wake 2 is just kind of messing with what's real and what's not yeah so it's so it's even i i, I barely played remastered i played maybe the first hour or two of it so i'm mostly going on knowledge that's like a decade old yeah um outside of like control so it's hard yeah. for me to even parse like okay wait is this how it was before or, or is this like a twist and I'm supposed to be like, oh man, this person's acting different or is that new to this game because the whole thing's about things being different? Like it's hard to tell what's at, what's like I'm supposed to realize that's different versus what's new and different and like it's not like Saga's just sitting there being like, that was a weird thing for someone to say. They just kind of roll with it and whatnot, so. Are you talking about Rose right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking just like there? a few things but yeah the oh, rose one like okay. i had forgotten that rose was even a character so when sure. they were doing something odd it was me it was i had i had to be kind of reminded that oh she got she was taken in the first game like she got possessed by the taken yeah. blah 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 so when she just said something weird it was like okay well lots of people are saying weird oh no wait i'm supposed to remember that she was like possessed last you know 13 years ago so that's probably what's going on here and or is it just a weird town because it was a weird town last time too? Like so, so it's probably worth doing a catch up video, even if you did play those games. Uh, it certainly is. Like just right from the get go too, the like big thing that happens is Nightingale comes back like out of the I, water. Yeah, I had completely forgotten who that was, other than oh, that name is familiar. 
Nightingale is one of the main antagonists for the game, the original game that isn't like a supernatural being. <laughs> so, like it, it's really important names at least to kind of know like who they were to because they touch on that stuff. Anyways, I just thought it was weirdly short-sighted for people to be like, no, you could totally just jump in. It's like, yeah, you could, but I don't think you're going to get much out of like what's going on story-wise unless you kind of have an idea of what it what's going on already. I think you I think you'll still have fun. Um, but I, you're, you're just gonna be missing out on stuff. Like it's, it's the equivalent of like, you know, any Marvel movie now, you know, they're, I think you're still gonna have fun if you jump in one, but it's going to be monumentally better if you do have that backstory. Um, and again, like for us who are invested in like the, the whole remedy verse, like when Ati showed up, that's great. Yeah. I couldn't remember his name. And then they said, I was like, right. Ati, how was your vacation? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, no, it's it's cool. That beginning with Nightingale, that that was fucked up. That intro was fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yes, it is. It's really fucked up. It really set the tone for that thing too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other, the only other thing I want to bring up is uh, the first people you profile are the Bookers, and I smiled a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that that sounds familiar. I think that I noticed that, and I had completely forgotten. Yeah. Um, but yes, very good. You're in the game. There, you yep, made there you it. Go. That's great. Uh, what else have you been playing? You only have one other thing on here. Yeah, I, I've started um, Jusant, Jusan. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. It's it's a French word, so they might not pronounce the T. This is by Don't Nod. Um, the oh, this original thing. Life yeah. is Strange developers. This yeah. is not a visual novel or, or a walking simulator. It's kind of it's kind of a walking simulator. It's a climbing game um it's on game pass it just came out you there's there's no spoken dialogue for the most part there's a bunch of like um written messages you kind of come across but what the the core concept it seems is you exist in this world where all the water has just kind of gone away it slowly mm. receded down so when, when you're crossing when you're walking across at the beginning of, of this kind of valley it's it's the idea is this is like the bottom of the ocean and you are climbing the whole game is climbing upwards and stuff you are climbing up kind of through like histories of a, of the civilization there so you're finding notes of people who like lived in these like shacks on the on the edge of the cliff or in these caves and there was clearly a society there and it's not exactly told like how long it's been since these people blah 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 stuff like that but, you know, people are talking about, hey, I'm getting on the ship and I'm going to the new colony, stuff like that. So, you know, there was water at some point. And that leads to a lot of cool visuals like coral everywhere or those things that get like stuck on boats that they always have to clean off. That stuff everywhere. Stuff that you'd see at like the bottom of, of an ocean is just kind of all over the place and you're climbing up on it. And mechanically, right. if you've played Grow Home or mm-hmm. what I'm assuming the climb in VR, that VR game is like, it is... You hold right trigger to grab something with your right hand. You hold left trigger to grab something with your left hand. And you basically just kind of hold up on the analog stick and let go of one at a time and move up and down like that. And the character will move up and down like that. And then you have four like picks or whatever the rock climbing thing is where you can basically kind of put a save point. Like if you fall, you'll kind of just swing back to wherever your last pick is. So you can kind of put a save space. I haven't really gotten to the point where I was like, oh man, I'm out of picks. I really need to put a pick. But every now and then they will want you to be like, hey, you're going to have to jump across this gap and grab on. And I usually put a pick just before that because if I 
If I, yeah. if I miss my grab, I'm going to fall back quite a ways and I don't want to have to do that again. Yeah. Smart. Um, yeah. It looks really nice. I think it's an Unreal Engine 5 game. Um, I had I didn't it look is. into that closely. Yes. Yeah, I saw it in like um, Digital Foundry did like a roundup of Unreal Engine 5 games, but I just saw it in the thumbnail. I didn't. I, I do want to watch that video. Um, you get a cute little creature that hangs out in your backpack and you have a, uh, a hug button, a dedicated hug button. So that's pretty great. Aww. And yeah, so the most part, it is a pretty chill game. You're just climbing through the environment and, and learning what happened to this civilization. Really great podcast game because it's all there's not a ton of music. It's all pretty like chill, soft beats as as and relaxing lo-fi as you as you're climbing about. And I understand it's pretty short as well. Uh, I think how long to beat has it around five hours Four if you're just like kind of. I don't really want to say mainlining because there's not really side quests or anything. And I even actually think that's one of the small little knocks against it is there are collectibles. There is a button where you can kind of like highlight like kind of almost x-ray through the rocks to see like, okay, there's a collectible in that direction, but it almost de incentivizes you from climbing away from what you think the main path is because it's just really slow to traverse these areas because you are one, one hand at a time climbing uh, across areas. So it could be like, man, I could go over there and see if there's something, but it's going to take me probably 10 minutes to get there and back. I could just continue on forward. And that's where I've kind of have done, unless there is something like specifically telling me like, oh, there is a collectible, but there are, it's weird that the game considers collectibles because there's a few different collectibles and some will highlight and other ones won't. Um, but I know they're, they're, but if, you know, if I look at like the achievements, it's like, did you find all of these things? So it's like the game kind of ranks their collectibles differently. So Hmm. you do have to kind of decide, like, do I want to search over there or do I want to not? And for the most part, I've chosen not to just because of how how slow the character does move around the environments. But it's cool. It's chill. If you have Game Pass, check it out. Again, that's Jusant. Well, it's spelt Jusant. I'm not exactly sure if that's how you pronounce it. Sure. Yeah. With a J. Yeah. Yep. That's it for me. What about you? Uh, I wrapped up Spider-Man 2, 100% okay. of that. Um, nice. I think I still like Spider-Man 1 the most out of those two. I don't know how I feel about Miles because I almost feel Miles is almost like a side story. Like it's way shorter than one. Uh, I like a lot of setup things that happen in two. And I think I really like the side story stuff in two. I think yeah. the main story stuff could have been better is probably oh, where I okay. landed on that. But it, it still had, like, pretty great set pieces and stuff like that. Um, some of the stuff they... Like, obviously, no spoilers, but some of the characters that they introduce through the side stuff, like, I'm pretty hype. <laughs> pretty hype nice. about okay. what, could, what, what could come. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's more Spider-Man. Like, if you like the other ones, you probably should pick this one up at some point because it's that and it's good. It's very, very good. Um, I played an indie horror visual novel called Slay the Princess. Uh, I just got code for this. I saw this game at PAX East this year and it was uh, okay. pretty popular. So I had been kind of waiting for it to come out. Sure. Uh, this came out just in time for Halloween, so I p- kind of played it. It was one of those things looking for horror stuff in that area that I wanted to try out. 
Uh, Slay the Princess is a visual novel where a narrator is guiding you through the woods to a cabin to kill a princess that's chained up in the basement. Uh, right. It has kind of the think uh, Stanley Parable narrator type thing where it's breaking the fourth wall and talking to you as the player and you can ask it silly questions and it'll just be like, what are you talking about? Just grab the knife and kill her. Like just stuff like that or whatever. I really always loved the kind of thumbnail like promo art for this where it'll, it shows her face and she looks like she's been crying and then it, yeah. above it, it says slay the princess and her response is just please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Uh, so I can't get into why this is amazing because you need to fix like you Sean and like the people listening need to figure okay. that out for yourself if you decide to. Understood. But um, it's more than you are just slaying the princess and it is the type of thing that opens up a giant multiverse, like l universe ending thing, depending on what choices you can make or whatever in different ways. It is insane the amount of lines there are written for this game and voice acted fully um, to the point where there are just overlapping voices talking in your head repeatedly at some points because there's so many things that are going on it's crazy this thing is insane <laughs> here here's kind of like a weird fun fact about this that i noticed um mm -hmm. the main i don't know if she's like the creative director or if she's just the main artist on it or if she's both it's abby howard i think is her name yeah i think or, it's a husband wife duo right they made so this that thing. The, the 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 girl here she yeah. was one of the contestants on penny arcades like we're gonna like sponsor a year of a web comic artist oh okay interesting i didn't know yeah. that that's neat yeah that's cool because i watched i don't know if they did more than one season of that i forget what it was called that little goofy uh rowdy tv series they did but she was on that um and and yes and she was at pax east as well yeah, the art in it is pretty crazy. Like, it's a very, like, almost sketchbook, like, artist sketchbook, sketchy sort of thing. But sometimes, like, it gets real. Oh, I will also say, like, if this sounds interesting to you, be warned, this is a horror game. There are horrific trigger warning inducing shit that could happen depending on which ways you go. And if you, like, want to see multiple endings or, like, that sort of thing, you will see some fucked up and hear some fucked up stuff. I'm just going to give you that warning. No Probably. jump scares, okay. nothing like that. But there is like trigger warning stuff all over this thing. <laughs> just so have you seen um, multiple endings? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, OK, I thought this thing was incredible. It's so good. Yeah. The uh, the PR person I was emailing with was saying one playthrough will take about six hours to kind of do everything. Yeah. It's like 18 yeah, so that's the thing is that I saw, I mean, okay, I'll I'll put it this way. there I have 14, I think, Steam achievements for this thing. There are 97. <laughs> there are 97 Steam achievements for this thing, and almost all the Steam achievements are depending on which path you took to get to certain people and then take them to the end. Is it like, it's fucking insane how deep yeah, this thing is. I noticed is. that I'm looking forward to it. I got it on my steam deck, so I'm sure it'll be a nice thing to, to play just before bed. Um, yeah. 
And then slightly, slightly uh, separate from this, this is more of a question for you as another game that I got code for about a week ago, but I was like, I have a lot I'm playing right now. So it's been waiting. I have this on switch. Uh, Demon world. Have you been following this? Demon world. Uh, it has another like so. pretty striking art style. It's, it's been uh, in early access for, for quite a while. Um, it just hit 1.0 and came out. Oh, I have seen this. No, I haven't been following it though. Okay. It's another horror visual novel that was uh, kind of making some waves. I've seen it at multiple PAXs. Like I said, it's been, I've been aware of this thing for probably a year and a half almost. Mm -hmm. Are you going to, you're going to try that out too? Yeah, I got a code for that as well. So cool. Uh, I, I would be interested in what you think of Slay the Princess. The also kind of interesting thing is that I don't think any two people's playthroughs will ever be the same just because of how many different variants you could. Well, the first playthrough will probably all be the same because you'll probably do the like ending ending that like the five minute ending where you do just what the narrator see says to see that. And then you kind of break away from that probably. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy. That's okay, so good. Cool. Uh, on the opposite side of things, on stuff that is really fucking bad and has made me depressed all week, uh, Silent Hill Ascension is out. So, okay. do you know anything about what this is? <laughs> uh, I know they announced like four different Silent Hill things a while back. Is this the this one that... Um, uh, who's the... the um, blue something. Um, no, who did it the, isn't that. Who did the medium? No, it isn't that. That's the remake. Bloober Team. Uh, Bloober Team. Bloober Team. So that's not that's this remake one? of two. So what okay. this is, is a nightly story that gets streamed on, I guess, their Twitch page or something. It happens at 7 p.m. my time, so I'm never home for it. But you get a little bit of this interactive story, and people can vote on what happens next in the story and have cameos in it with their little shitty avatar this is a web-based okay. browser let's call it cut, like interactive cutscene that they stream bits of every night okay so you're just watching like the vod i'm so i'm watching the vod to like catch up but the yeah the um but they the are choices doing it you can make you can do at any point or whatever okay and the, like within a certain amount of time before it gets to that story beat or whatever. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like super massive, like one of their games where you can like play with your audience where they get to vote on which option you do. Uh, think more like a Twitter poll okay. <laughs> that every like three days after a Twitter poll is done. Maybe like a shittily animated, shittily voice acted and written cutscene will like play that part out. It's more like that. Okay. Um, and they just managed to get the Silent Hill. I guess so. License. Uh, so it's annoying because this is apparently all going to be canon. So whatever happens in this is going to happen in the Silent Hill universe. But it doesn't even matter because like nothing that happens here besides what's besides the name silent hill ascension is silent hill in any way it's just like a generic monster like cult movie or something going on uh so that none of that matters what does matter is that when you sign in so that you can be part of this experience and make decisions and stuff you see that you can only vote on decisions if you have influence points ip 
which you can get by doing daily challenges, including shitty mini games that will get you some, or you can spend a lot of money and buy influence points to influence the decisions and maybe get a cameo in this and show. These games whatever. are just like browser based, like like a flash game on their website. Yeah, but let's talk. Let's say like old internet flash games. They're very basic and very yeah. shitty. Okay. Um, and the cool. first thing that happens after you like make your avatar and sign up is that it inundates you with a giant screen that says you should buy the season pass right now to get some emotes and stuff that you can do. See, in, like, season pass. What chat. do you get for the season pass? You get emotes. A, you get. I'm assuming IP. Yeah, you get um, avatar like skin stuff not skin but you know like hair glasses hats or shit like that it's it's just the worst of video games <laughs> honestly in a browser like and bad you said, video you said there's cameos so what is that how does that work out so. so this last one well not today's because we're doing this and i haven't watched today's yet but yesterday's there was a scene where a dude is being questioned about the death of his wife that happened in the night before or whatever by okay. the detectives. And those detectives were played by username and other username. I can't remember what they are right now. Okay. And that's it? They just take the username means of it? is nothing. Yeah, that, like, oh, it doesn't you, make you a You could difference. get your username in this, so it's like... And your oh, avatar. I'm... I'm it, where does the avatar show up? Is that, like, their face? No, I guess... I'm guessing these avatars, the reason why there's so little options or like customizability is because they are fully animated so that at like a moment's notice, they can just replace whatever asset in a scene to like somebody else's avatar or whatever. So what, what are the avatars like? Is Are they like goofy things or is it just no, like, just you can people. be a white they're dude? They're just shitty people. You could be a white oh. dude. You could be a black dude. You could be a Mexican lady, I guess. Like, I don't know, no. just people <laughs> that exist. Okay. So, okay, so it's not like, hey, you're going to, here's Detective Blaze 420, and he's a pink bear. No, there, it is, is like, here's Detective uh, Blaze 420, but he's just like a dude with like he's just a, a guy, and it's just crew like, cut. He's just, it's like, oh, hello, is that your Christian name? And he's, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, the, like, I can't stop watching it because I didn't like the tester either. I watched every single episode of that thing. Hey, I, sometimes you, you watch bad things. Like, that's fine. I need to I need to see it. Also, these episodes are, like, split into three kind of mini stories that happen every night between, I'm guessing, three different characters. Like, I wonder if it's going to keep that format. And each video is two minutes long. Like, it's not a huge time investment or anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I... So, okay, here's the rub, right? I kind of like the idea of an event thing like this. Sure, I just yeah. hate the monetization, and I hate that it's a property that I love. Like, okay, I'm well, watching well, it then die. Let me, let me ask you this, because, like, yeah. you're not paying anything for this. What monetization would you like? Oh, I don't want it any... Like, okay, what was the monetization for even if there was what was that game that game show where you every night at like on your One phone versus you 100 were, oh um hq yeah did they have a monetization i don't remember i think you could buy like an extra turn if you fuck up the question or something wasn't that remember. something i want to say they had like ads probably yeah maybe they did i would rather this with ads 
I don't know. I would kind so of like just... two minute long video. You want at the one minute mark, a 15 second unskippable ad shows up. I'm fine with that. Totally. Sure. Why okay. Not? All right. Yeah. Uh, or just, I don't know. There's, there's something about the monetization that just feels gross. Cause you're playing, you're paying like $25 or something for actually nothing because this thing isn't going to exist when it's done. Hey, I don't I don't mean to like burst your bubble, but that's video games. <laughs> no, I know, but that's also why I don't buy the season pass in any like any game that has I I don't mind buy like I haven't bought the season pass in Diablo 4 yet cuz I have the free one that comes with the collector edition that I haven't activated. I wouldn't mind buying a season pass in there because you get kind of like a bunch of stuff from that season and that game's going to continue. When the like this thing is done airing in six months or whatever, this thing isn't going to exist ever again. So I don't it feels weird to me that like a year from now, I couldn't load up Ascension.com and see my character that I paid money for. That's kind of the thing. I don't know. I mean, you, you, I, I still think like you could say that for any game. Like, for example, if say I, I, I didn't, but say I put some money into Halo Infinite. I'm not playing Halo Infinite anymore. But you could is the thing event. Well, but, until but they I'm, take it down, I'm not. Yeah, and, and like they the definitely could take it down. Like they absolutely yeah. could take that down. And but so I, I could understand someone being like, "Hey, I'm playing it right now. I want to. I want to have the best time right now." And season passes yeah. are, are like that other thing. Like you know, I you, you buy a season pass. That season pass only lasts for three months. I can never yeah. go back and get the stuff from season three of Apex. That is gone. That those ten dollars are gone. But yeah, when I was playing but, it, it was like, hey, this was enhancing my my time to play it. So but then you have the stuff from that season pass, at least. And then you could be like, see, I was here in season three. I'm dope yeah. that way. I mean, maybe so you could do that. that. Like maybe they're going to get to keep these skins. The, if this is successful, well, why would they not do another one of these? There is. I don't think this is going to be. Well, it's hard because you know how we always talk about this. And I think I'm usually the one that brings it up that we're in a bubble. So like. When we talk about video games, we're talking about like people that we know that are into video games or talk about video games. Yeah. Uh, my Silent Hill bubble says that everybody that likes Silent Hill is furious and this is going to die instantly because. But are they still already... watching it? You're watching it every night. No. You're tuning no, in. They're, they're not. Um, but I think there are enough people, especially apparently in Brazil, for, for the, what the online chat huge, and that huge thing. Brazil fan base okay they, brazil loves silent hill ascension silent hill. brazil yeah. loves just saying that they're from brazil in chat rooms so <laughs> <laughs> hey as as someone who's also not from the united states of america sometimes you want a, a little bit of like hey i'm i'm i exist sure yeah some and i would assume brazil's even like lower than canada canada's at least next door so we get some pity yeah yeah uh one thing i did find out that i found funny well, maybe funny isn't the right term, especially when I tell you what it is. In that chat room, if you use the words Hideo Kojima or scam, you will be moderated. If you use wow. the N word, you you're fine. <laughs> huh. OK, choices. Were yeah. Made. So that's something I learned today. And I laughed. I was like, of course. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, Very amazing. Um, uh, I'm not going to update every week about Silent Hill Ascension okay. on here. But if 
if you want to know, you can follow me on Twitter and I'm sure I'll say something about something bad when something bad happens or whatever. You get your daily yeah. update. Okay, cool. Uh, well, with that, let's do some news. <clears throat> some interesting stuff happened this week. Here's a small one. Uh, a Lies of Peace sequel was announced. Um, right. And uh, at the same time, the game director teased some DLC. The The tease is like, here's a, like a art screenshot. Shows you know, pee on a shipwreck. So I guess there's some nice. kind of shipwreck or pirate something happening. But I think the bigger news is that it did well enough that they were able to greenlight a sequel. And I think that's pretty great because that game is is a pretty great Souls-like. Did you finish it? I haven't finished it yet. Um, and uh, I was right last time you asked how, how far I was. And I was like, it's hard to tell if the guide is finished or not. The guide was not finished. So oh. I think I am like halfway through. It's like a 40 hour game. Yeah, no, it's a full game. Uh, yeah. I have assumptions about what happens at the end because I've heard a few people say that if they they ended it in a way that they could just do this game like a million times with different things. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, I know there's, I know there's multiple endings. And I also understand that a bunch of stuff kind of unlocks after the first one, when you do yeah. new game plus, like there's definitely reasons to go back. I'm not that person, but I'm going, I do plan to finish it. Sure. Yeah. All right. On Saturday news, uh, you know, we were just talking about uh video game layoffs.com last week. Yeah. Or game industry layoffs.com, whatever that site was. Uh, Bungie this week got hit with layoffs. It was approximately 8% of their staff, which equals 100 people. I didn't realize Bungie was that big. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't know that either, actually. Because that's hmm. that is big. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Um, 8%. Okay. 8%. So this came along with some news that their next expansion, which is called The Final Shape, that's getting delayed until summer of next year, which I believe is a few months long delay. And then Marathon, that kind of reboot of, of the shooter that they were working on that was announced, that's getting yeah. pushed into 2025. Um, along that's with this, um, here, here's the, the tweet from Jason Schreier. Two weeks ago, staff were told they were projected to miss revenue targets by 45%. Um, so it sounds like most recent uh, Destiny expansion uh, was not doing very well for them. And right. they had quite a dip in revenue. So they lost about 100 people. Right. Add it to the list. Sucks. Feels bad. Absolutely. And then on the other side of it, kind of a surprise out of nowhere, Atari purchased Digital Eclipse. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with Digital Eclipse, they do a lot of kind of like retro remakes. Most recently, they did the making of Karataka. Before that, they did Atari 50. And right. as far as as far as I'm concerned, if you're kind of uh, doing some kind of like revitalization for games, Digital Eclipse is like the company. Yeah, no, uh, that this makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize Atari was in a position to buy out other companies. Though. That's kind of the surprise for me. Well, they've actually been doing a bunch of buying. They bought um, another similar studio recently. Let me what was it called again? Uh, this article mentions it. I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about this, but they've actually been buying a few different companies recently they really seem like they're on a bit of a turnaround to, of 
of kind of revitalizing Atari as opposed to just being speaker hats, hotels, and the shirt that you buy at Target because you're Gen Z. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. And I'm not seeing the other one <clears throat> right now. Uh, as part of their purchase, they put up a fact about why this is, and kind of one of the main questions is, um, is there are they going to be having to are they just going to be making Atari like working on Atari properties? And the answer is no. They still want digital clips going out and doing properties they don't own. They're still working on the remastered of Wizardry that has already been announced. Um, so it's it's like a good look for Atari. Uh, and part of this is their current CEO, whose name is Andrew Ayer. He seems to kind of get it. Like he seems to be kind of mm. the right person at the top of Atari right now in, in their kind of turnaround thing. I mean, oh, yeah, that's Night great. Dive Studios they purchased earlier, which oh. Night Dive also does a lot of kind of remasters and such. True. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this is yeah, it's not the first thing, but it's a it's a seems like a good fit, and I think it's just a cool move for Atari. I hope uh, this provides some stability for Digital Cliffs because I think they're doing like some cool and important work that I would hate to yeah. see uh, go away. Cause you know, I don't hear like normies talking about the Atari 50 collection. Right. I don't know anyone who has ever said Karotica to me that isn't on a video game podcast. So I could see right. them like scrambling to get by and I hope this lets them keep going for longer. Yeah, no, that's cool. Good news. Uh, I've kind of just put this because I thought John would have something to say about it. We got the last course wave course pack for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe coming. Okay. I, I didn't watch this trailer. Um, All right. Let's see what we got. We got Rainbow Road from Wii. Mario Kart Wii is coming. We got um, Madrid Drive. Hey, just in time for your, your trip to Spain. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, awesome. From Tour. I'll do this to get ready. Yeah. From Mario Kart Tour. Uh, from the GameCube game from uh, Double Dash, we have DK Mountain. Okay. Uh, Piranha the Plant Cove from, the from Tour. Hmm? And then Piranha. Yeah, the you missed the Wii version, oh, Daisy, Daisy Circuit. Circuit, and then you're right. Piranha Plant Cove, which I have to assume is oh, it's from Tour. Okay, yeah, so it is new. And Tour Rome. Holy shit! This was made for you. <laughs> wow! Look at that. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> Yay. Uh, 3DS is Rosalina's Ice World as well, apparently. I think there's some characters. I don't know. (laughs) But I think this means we're finally free from Mario Kart 8. The characters are... uh, I have it right here. Birdo, Petey Piranha, Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Wiggler, Kamek, Pichette, and Pauline. Cool. Yeah. And in the chat, also a music player is being added with the update. Sick. Xbox is banning unauthorized controllers and accessories. Yeah, this is no good for the fighting game community. Watch this thing says, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's there's been kind of a few things pointed out. So it sounds like any kind of third parties that aren't like directly working with Xbox are are going to be getting uh, blocked. You'll get a, a little error message that says this connected controller is not authorized. And then you have two weeks before it gets like just locked out of being usable. So a lot of fight sticks are going to be kind of getting not bricked, but just not working with an Xbox. 
there was an update because um, a lot of people were like, well, what about the like accessibility controller? Because that thing is kind of designed to plug just right. random stuff into it that you might need. And the update, I'll, I'll just read here. A spokesperson for Microsoft confirmed the ban will go into effect and has said it's for performance, security, and safety. Uh, Microsoft and other licensed Xbox hardware partners accessories are designed and manufactured with quality standards for performance, security, and safety. Unauthorized accessories can compromise the game experience on Xbox consoles. Player may receive a pop-up warning that their accessory is unauthorized. Eventually, the unauthorized accessory will be blocked. Oh, I thought this was going to get into the accessibility. Anyways, the part is anything mm. plugged into an accessibility controller is going to be okay. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. That does not help the fighting stick. That does not help third-party yeah. con- controllers that you probably don't want to use anyways, unless you're the younger sibling and that's the one you have to play it with. Um, yeah. I think in part of this, it also they also announced that they're going to be opening up wireless third-party controller manufacturers. So I guess until this point, third parties have not been allowed to make wireless controllers or accessories for the Xbox. They all have to be wired. And that's changing, mm. although I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, but it is it is bummer. It seems very anti-player when that seems to be kind of yeah. the opposite uh, vibe that Xbox is going for lately. Yeah, um, I hope they reach out to more like manufacturers of like the converters and stuff that and maybe start new partnerships with a bunch of them to maybe even some of that stuff out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they get to an okay spot, but it is a bummer if yeah. you're someone who does own these. Yeah. And last one, we were talking about Max Payne earlier. We got a little bit of an update on the Max Payne remake project that is happening. It's basically now fully in production as opposed to just being greenlit. Uh, according to we have sense. gained clarity on the style and scope of the game, and we have an exceptionally well-organized team working on it with these accomplishments. We are excited about the project and its future success. I'm very curious about this remake because uh, Rockstar owns the publishing rights to it. Like they, like Remedy did not work on Max Payne Three. That's a Rockstar title. Right, it was developed at Rockstar. <laughs> this is just a remake of one and two. So I'm curious if Rockstar is involved at all. And I'm mm. also curious if they're going to tie this into the remedy verse. Oh, surely they're they'll do something, but who knows what? Because it's it almost seems like they're kind of retconning Max Payne into turning the, him into Alex Casey in at least Alan Wake 2. Right. I mean, maybe Max Payne is the real world inspiration for Alex Casey, who's part of Alan Wake's story. I don't know. Well, because Alex Casey is just a character from Alan Wake's book. Oh, so you're thinking he. But that would imply that in the real world, there's demons. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. The fun thing is is that they could write anything and like make it make sense with the the setups they have for stuff. They could. It's. I get the feeling that Remedy would want to include Max Payne into the Remedy verse, despite it being before the Remedy verse. This seems like the opportunity to do that. So I'm very curious to see how they would do that, how they'll tie things in, Um, because it seems like the way they do it. It would be a bummer if they didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see. 
That's the question. Yeah. All right, let's do some questions. Topdownrespected at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. We will once again push episode titles next week. Hopefully, John will be back. Yeah. Tsukusuku wrote, You wake up one morning and make a bowl of Kellogg's Overwatch Lucio O's cereal, as you always do, and you turn on the TV to watch some morning cartoons. However, something else catches your eye. They are advertising esports to be in the next Olympics. There will be medals, ugly nationalism, corruption, and everything else that comes with the territory. What games would you realistically, sorry, what games would realistically be in the roster? What would you personally want in? Hmm. Esports in the Olympics. I'm assuming like Counter-Strike and League. Oh, sure. Like in games that are already big esports. Well, that, I'm, that, I'm answering the first question. What do you think realistically would make it? Mm-hmm. I think Counter-Strike in the League. I could have seen well, Overwatch if they didn't, like, close that down. Yeah. Valorant's probably not there yet. Counter-Strike definitely is yeah. the, the shooter you have there. Hmm. Do you think, like, it almost seems like, well, because when I think of esports, I think of, like, fighting games and then some shooters. They, I, Do you think they do a fighting game in the Olympics? Like, you know, Street Fighter yeah, I, 6. I could see that. You think Street Fighter? Yeah, maybe, right? It's the biggest Well, that's always, one, like, the probably. big one at the at the, like, yeah. the finals in, at EVA, right? Yeah. You think they do a racing game? Yeah, they probably do a Forza or Gran Turismo or something. I could see that. I feel like Gran Turismo just kind of makes more sense. <laughs> it has that movie backing, so yeah. It has the movie as well. Yeah. What would yeah, I personally I want in? I always like that the Catherine thing is still happening. That's fun. Sure. What would I personally want in? Man. I love watching uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, yeah, so that'd be cool. And it's ones that I'm more familiar with. I could at least follow. So if they did like Smash Bros, I could follow that. A just dance or something would be kind of fun, like a div- the best dancer in every. Every uh, country every or country. whatever okay. competing I along the same line, I, DDR would be cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wii Sports, yeah. Wii Sports, yeah, just like Wii sure. Bowling or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the one of the first games would probably be like digital chess or something. <laughs> just oh, like, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I would, you know, what would be great if they did like a Jackbox one. Like, I would like to see what, because now it comes yeah. down to like humor and stuff, and it's like, okay. Which country is the funniest at TKO? Yeah. It's actually Nigeria. You would have never guessed it, but they're yeah. hilarious. And then it's and and because they're not going to like swear, which is like what everyone just does in real life to to make a joke. So it's like, who's actually yeah. funny without just. Saying fuck. Yeah, yeah true. 
Uh, Rousterman7 writes, I was just shared this image and I don't think I was asked. I don't think it was asked before with these options. So this is a pick two. We have to pick two from this list of eight things. Um, going from one to eight, one, $10,000 cash immediately Two, free rent or mortgage for the six months starting next year, three, perfect credit score Four, unlimited airline tickets for life, five, a brand new home, but you can never sell it and never move six free groceries for five years, seven, a brand new luxury car. You can never sell it and never own any other car. And eight unlimited free medical care for life. I know this is my so easy immediately. Yeah, this is okay, so easy. It's unlimited airline tickets for life and unlimited free medical care for life. Okay, for me, it's uh, ten thousand dollars cash and free groceries because I have health care and I don't like traveling. Yeah, I guess being in Canada, you do have it. Um Yeah, no, I, I think you got to go to the healthcare. I almost, I'm almost thinking though, like, yeah, no, we're living in Canada is pretty great. <laughs> you get the free medical healthcare. You have to pay for your dental though. Does this count? Does that cover it? Or is that separate? Cause then that might be making it worse. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. I guess if it's a medical emergency, it would count. But if it's like veneers or something like aesthetic, then probably not. Right. Some of these, yeah, like. Free groceries I, for I five years is more than $10,000 cash, I think, because groceries are fucking crazy expensive now. Yeah, and you could also just, like, start buying more and stuff. Like, you never have to kind of yeah, work. Yeah, That one is nice. I, the fact that it's, I'm, like, I'm going for ones that are unlimited because I'm going to, like, outdo these. Like, the house, you can never move. No, thank you. Like, that I don't want to get locked. Terrible. That sucks. Same with the car. You can never upgrade it. That Eventually, that car is going to be old. Also, fuck luxury car. Who gives a shit? I'm not a car guy. I don't give a shit. Perfect about credit that. score. I don't I don't need it. Luckily, I have fine credit score. The free rent for six months is, is bullshit. Garbage. I'm trying to think if that would be less or more than 10,000 cash immediately. Uh, that would be. Depends where yeah, you live. Be, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at where I live. Yeah. So it would be oh, more yeah. than 10,000 cash. Um, but it's still like so short. I, the unlimited, I think it'll just pay for itself in, in the long run. The unlimited stuff. The unlimited stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about the healthcare. If I cared at all about travel, like I actively don't like to travel. So four doesn't make any sense for me. If I liked it at all, it's definitely the way to go though. Cause yeah. Why wouldn't you? Honestly, the only reason I picked $10,000 cash immediately is because I didn't really care about anything else other than the free groceries. Free groceries is huge. The groceries is like the third choice one. Like if I didn't live in Canada where I got if, if I lived in Canada where I got the free med- medical care, I'd probably take the groceries because, yeah, I do think yeah. groceries would outdo 10000 cash immediately for sure. If you um, live in the States, unlimited free medical care is obviously the choice and you're dumb sure. if you don't take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, dead rights. Um, let's see, an old Reddit post. Okay. Which is linking to a new Kotaku article titled 2023 is the best year for games in a while and maybe ever. And the question here is each of you can add two games you think are missing from each year 
you could only play the games from either 2017 or 2023. Oh. Which would you pick? He's linking to the the comment in that Reddit, not the. Oh. Yeah, so look okay, at that comment on. that's highlighted. I see. This makes okay. more sense now. Yes. So okay. the question is: Is 2017 or 2023 better? Um, this is this is hard looking at it already. And they even have a lot of them kind of lined up to be like, here's kind of a close comparison. So I'll yeah. just kind of go through some of these. They have Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Odyssey, Mario Wonder, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Baldur's Gate, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man 2, Forza Motorsport what? 7, Forza Motorsport, Prey, mm-hmm. Starfield. These are starting to get a little odd. Origins, Mirage, uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for Assassin's Creed, Neo, Lies of P, Sure. Yeah. Near Automata, Final Fantasy 16. That's a fun mashup. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles sure. 2, Octopath Traveler 2. I've heard such great things about Octopath Traveler 2. Resident <laughs> Evil 7, Resident Evil 4 Remake, The Evil Within 2, Alan Wake 2, Hellblade, Dead Space Remake, Injustice 2, Mortal Kombat 1, For Honor, and Street Fighter 6. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. The fact that For sure. Honor is on this list is. Congrats to For Honor. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no universe that should be on here, but okay. Um, they even go, and I think going down, some of these games are getting like not worth mentioning. Um, the indies, you're looking at things like Hollow Knight, P- Pyre, I love Pyre, Cuphead. I feel like the indies are maybe a little weaker on the 2023 side. Dave the Diver, Pizza Tower, Cocoon. I oh. love Dredge. So we're on, we're in agreement then. 2023 blows 2017 out of the fucking water when it comes to the top AAA stuff, like easily. In my opinion. Uh, okay, let me look at this. Um, There's also more of them, which is a little unfair. Not that much more, but there is more. I don't know I don't know if, if I agree with saying it. There's more of them. I mean, this list, they have two more of them. But again, they have like stuff yeah, like Four Honor on here, which I would never have mentioned. Yeah. Atomic Heart is on here. I would not have mentioned that either. Yeah, I guess just as like the counterpoint to Wolfenstein 2, which sure. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, Armored Core 6 is the counterpart to Gravity Rush 2. Like, they're just like, they don't even know what they're talking about here. And arguably, it says Destiny 2 for 2017. A new Destiny 2 release came out this year. It's just that people didn't like it. So, like, Destiny 2 could be on both of these since they really shit in both yeah, years. That, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. It It's hard because there is a little stuff yeah. on 2017 that I really like. I, like Breath yeah. of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, I probably like more than Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Wonder. I definitely like Odyssey more than Tears of the Kingdom and Wonder. Uh, Odyssey's so good. Holy shit, that's such a good game. Nier Automata is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I liked Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Origins is probably my like most recent favorite Assassin's Creed. No, I haven't played Mirage yeah. yet, but I, Origins is like the good one of that trilogy. Like for me in the 2017 that they list here, you know what? I'll throw this in the chat too. So like people that are watching or watching live can check it out. Uh, for me, Mario Odyssey and Nier and Resident Evil 7 are kind of the only ones that are like hands down better than like a lot of the stuff on 2023. Otherwise, 2023 has so many things here that I, mean, I love. Because I really like... Spider-Man 2 a whole bunch. Baldur's Gate 3 is extremely good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Lies of P. Final Fantasy 16 was a fun time. Alan Wake 2 is like really special and cool. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is cool. I really liked Jedi Survivor. I'm Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty here is, is like really great and I can't wait to start that. 
I mean, I've actually, I should have talked about that. I, I have started Remnant 2, but I guess I'll just talk oh, about okay. it next week at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's but then, hard. But then when it gets to the notable, notable indies, tip for me, 2017 kills it. Like this 2017 list is does kill it, yes. Yeah. So it's hard. It's really difficult. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised what remains to be if Finch is on there. I really like that game. Oh, man. Night in the Woods. Oh, so good. Yeah, the, these things. So I didn't play Dave the Diver yet. Apparently, that's like one of the best games of the year for yeah, a lot of people. I need to play I that need as to well. Do. Yeah, yeah. But like Pizza Tower, it's fun. Uh, I got to get to Cocoon. Dredge was really good. System the thing Shock is, some of these indies I love. I love mm-hmm. Dead Cells. I love yeah. Pyre. I love Hollow Knight's Night one Wars. of my favorite games of all time. Like, yeah, yeah they have like, really solid things <sighs> on there. I think I might give it to 2017 personally. Just for the indies. Yeah. Well, just like the highs are just so high. Like I really love Mario Odyssey and I really love Breath of the Wild. Nier Automata is really great too. Like the highs are just like really high. So I'm going to, I'm going to sniff some copium right now. 2023 is not over and Silk Song is supposed to still be coming out at some time. There's absolutely no way that happens. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. I think yeah. it's a I think it's a scenario here for me. It's like the highs are higher, but like the overall uh like the average on 2023 is higher. Mm. Uh so the question is if you could only play the games from either 2017 or 2023, I easily pick 2023. I think I pick 2017. I just cool. don't think I could give up some of these games. And then apparently we can add two games we think are missing from each year. Like, I can't think of any currently right yeah, now. I'm but not going to, sure. like, try and scrape the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. BGC Kenny writes, what are some necessary annoyances in video games? For instance, coming back to a gamer series not having played it, relearning how to play it can be an annoyance, but necessary because that's how games work most of the time. Uh, probably tutorials. Like, I, I know how to play gears of war five because i've played all of them but like i'm not the only person in the world so i get that you're gonna have to teach me how to play for the first hour or whatever it's fine yeah and i'm never not gonna accept a tutorial because there might be one thing new that i need to know about that is going to be included in there um yeah this specific example that they give the coming back to it i wish games would address that by it's like hey we're gonna pop the tutorials for we've seen you haven't played this in eight months you probably don't remember it or you know new dlc here's some tutorial again isn't there a game or two that does that and like we've called out before where it's like it's really nice because it's just like hey just as a reminder this is how you like play this again i can't remember what it would have been i don't i can't think of one but maybe i would hope there's at least one yeah necessary annoyances do you think do you think it's a necessary annoyance to having to have played a game before another game to understand what's going on. Is it annoying that like I should know a little bit of Alan Wake before going into, is that a necessary annoyance or like, should there be like a recap in every game or something? I think there should be a recap. I feel like most games do have a recap. I'm actually surprised Alan Wake doesn't considering how many things it's pulling from and how long ago Alan Wake one was like 13 years. I'm kind of surprised it doesn't most games. I feel like they do like Spider-Man had that yeah it did you're right and it was kind of well done too actually 
It felt yeah. pretty natural. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's not a necessary annoyance. That's just an annoyance. You should give oh, us the Oh, good one in the chat. Necessary annoyance is deaths. It's like, yeah, I guess it like slows, it, it does slow progression and, and stop the player. But like if you didn't have that, it wouldn't feel like there's any stakes. So you you need, yeah. it's, it's literally a necessary annoyance. It's kind of the only like stake that's left in a lot of games because a lot of games don't even bother with lives or stuff anymore, right? Like, yeah, you game over, but what does that mean? Oh, you go back two checkpoints rather than like your current auto save or something. Like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they just they need to raise the stakes somehow or else people just won't care. Yeah. All right. Last question from Random Aegis. Overall, do you prefer crispy or grilled chicken sandwiches? Grilled 100 percent. I think I'm typically going to gonna get a, a grilled just from like the health standpoint because it's asking, do you prefer an mm. unhealthy chicken sandwich or a healthy chicken sandwich? But I do love every now and then a spicy grilled chicken sandwich. Uh, sorry, a spicy, crispy chicken sandwich. Like you got the skin on there. You know, this is not going to be good for you. That, that I love those sandwiches too, but I'm, most of the time I'm going to pick a grilled. I think if I'm going to have something with like a crust on it, I kind of just want it to be a nugget or like something like I I don't know. I like the grilled between bread or whatever. There's something about it that just tastes better to me or something feels better. It's probably more of a texture thing, honestly. There's a there's a really good crispy chicken sandwich shop down the street for me. Mm. I try not to go there very often because I'm sure it is the most unhealthy thing in the world, but it is extremely tasty. Mm. Yep. yep. Cool. All right. That's going to do it for questions this week. If you want to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Uh, I'll say slay the princess. Wow. I was expecting Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 is mine. Probably next week. I need to get more into it. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Hopefully John is feeling better. Bye. Bye-bye.